I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. I have to start with an apology. Who do I owe an apology to? I mean, he's dead, so he doesn't—he won't care. But who do I owe an apology to? Rhea Bowen. I owe an apology to Rhea Bowen because last night I was aware of the chap- Matthew chapter one containing this inconsistency of somebody of a child who would have been Joseph's natural child to be king in Israel. However, it wasn't Rehoboam. It was Jeconiah. It says in verse 11, And Josiah, the father of Jeconiah. So Jeconiah was actually the king when the prophecy was given that said, There will no longer be anyone from your lineage on the throne as king over Israel. What threw me off a little bit is that Jeconiah went by more than one name and one of those names that he went by was Jehoiakim and Jehoiakim is the name that's used in scripture in Jeremiah oddly enough chapter 22 the chapter right when we stopped reading when the pro- this prophecy was first given and it was addressed again in Jeremiah chapter 36 and I do have to credit I guess Aaron Budgen because it was his pastoring that I originally learned this from, and I, I butchered it last night. So I apologize, and I hope anybody who listens to last night listens to tonight, so that way they can hear the truth that this was Jeconiah. But I want to flip back to Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 30 when Jeremiah is giving a prophecy in a scroll that he is writing to Mr. Jehoiachin. All right? It says in verse 30, This is what the Lord says, talking about Jehoiachin. Record this man as if childless, a man who will not prosper in his lifetime, for none of his offspring will prosper. None will sit on the throne of David or rule anymore in Judah. Does that make sense? So if Joseph ultimately came from Jehoiachin, then Christ couldn't possibly be king. Right? Does this make sense? Yeah. Making sense here? I just led us a little bit astray last night by saying it was Rehoboam because I was confused. 
Jehoachin or Jehoiakim or Jeconiah, this is all three the same guy, also has this prophecy given in Jeremiah chapter 36, where the Lord asks Jeremiah to record on a scroll what he has to say about the king. Jeremiah does so, and they read it to Jehoiakim, which is basically words telling him that he's evil, he's done evil, and he will no longer sit on the throne as king, him or his descendants. And it says in chapter 36, verse 23, whenever Jehudi, who was the man that was reading the scroll of the prophet, had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off with a scribe's knife and threw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. So that's what he did with the prophecy from the Lord. He threw it in the fire, right? Well, in, sorry, in verse 29, the prophet is writing again, Jeremiah is writing again. He said, Also tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah, this is what the Lord says. You burned that scroll and said, Why did you write on it that the king of Babylon would certainly come and destroy this land and cut off both men and animals from it? So he burned the scroll and he wrote on it, right? That wasn't his scroll to write and it wasn't his scroll to burn. It was the truth from God. In verse 30, it says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. He will have no one sit on the throne of David as king over Israel. So that is the point I was trying to make. I made it erroneously or with erroneous details. But that was the point I was trying to make, why the lineage of David proves that Jesus had to have come from some other father other than Joseph. Because Joseph's bloodline, as Trey pointed out last night, what word did you use? Cursed. It was a cursed bloodline because of Jehoiakim. Right? Mary's bloodline, as you also pointed out, goes back to David but detours around Jehoiakim, right? It breaks off before you get to those kings. No mistake of the Lord. It was planned out. So are we all comfortable with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I apologize for the error, but to digging out the truth, I think made us all a little bit more wise. Jeconiah, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, same person. It's kind of like how Brock is Brock, and he's also Bud's. And he's also a great guy. What else? That's kind of it, right? But you go by three names. Harper just goes by Harper. And Harps. Oh, is there one more? Yeah. Gail. No. <laughs> okay, okay. There used to be a third and, one. And the Boar Boar. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, Trey. Trey. It's just kind of just Trey. I mean, Trey guy, Trey ball, but it always has Trey in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Yemi would say Trey Bay. That's another one, right? But they all have Trey in it. So they also could have gone by several names, right? We will continue now in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary 
was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. This is kind of a hard thing for maybe some kids to understand. Do you guys have any idea why Joseph might want to divorce her after he figured out that she was pregnant? Because she wasn't having um, that stuff with um, Joseph. Yeah, that's right. What stuff? They, they, they weren't... Yeah, that's right. Doing the things you need to do as husband and wife, okay, in order to create a child. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? You're supposed to wait until marriage to do these things. And he was already engaged to her, meaning she was promised to him. Like, she was planning to become his wife soon, right? And then she comes back to him, and he figures out she's pregnant. Well, if he hasn't heard a word from God about this, you could understand that he's having a hard time believing her, right? It's like, hold on a sec. You're trying to tell me that you conceived through the Holy Spirit, through God? I'm not going to fight with you about this, and I'm not going to, like, make you disgraced by having this child as a, as like a known divorced woman. I'm just going to not freak out, but I'm going to divorce you quietly. So Joseph didn't believe her. Does that make sense? He didn't believe that she was being faithful to him, the man that she promised to marry. Because it would be quite unfaithful if that happened naturally and they were supposed to be married to one another. That would be really, that'd be, that'd be quite hurtful to do, right? Mm -hmm. To somebody. So, In verse 20, he says, or the word says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, Joseph, in a dream, and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will are to give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. Because Jesus, the word in Hebrew means the Lord saves. Verse 22, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us, right? Not just a good human being with us, not just a smart teacher with us, not just somebody who does nice things for others with us. You will call him Emmanuel, which means actual God himself with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her, and by union, they're talking about the same thing that we're talking about when we talk. We say, to make a child, a man and a woman have to become a union together. Mm-hmm. We'll stop. I'll short of details there. 
but he didn't do that with her, even though they were married, until after she gave birth to her son. And he gave him the name Jesus. And that is the end of chapter 1. I truly believe that if God wants to get our attention and our heart is open to Him, to receiving Him, He will get our attention. You know? And in this case, He got Joseph's. And He asked Him to do a hard thing, guys. Because, especially back then, it would have been humiliating for Him. Right? Because of the timing of her pregnancy, the general public probably knew, potentially knew, that he wasn't the father. And that would have been humiliating for him, right? To, to, to deal with. The Lord didn't give that vision and that dream to everybody. He gave it to Joseph. And when the Lord gives us something, he's not, at, the Lord doesn't give us something and like ask us, hey, weigh out the pros and cons of this and see if, if you'll agree to it. He's not asking us, you know, think about everything that's going to be hard and just let me know if you don't want this assignment. You know? If he gives us something, it means that he's prepared us with the heart, the talent, the mind, the strength that it's going to take to endure the thing he's given us. And he didn't just give Joseph a small task. I mean... The best part, well, I'll just say the most purposeful part of my life, and I think mom would agree, is being able to raise godly offspring. It's being able to be a father to you kids, right? That's like the most purposeful thing I've ever experienced. Well, Joseph got to do that for God himself. He got to hold God in human form up to his ear and listen to him cry. God himself ran at him and put his arms up. When Joseph came home from the door after work, God himself as Jesus ran to him to get a hug. I know it was hard, but he had something that was great for Joseph if Joseph could endure it. And he gave Joseph everything he needed to endure it. So even though in a way we've kind of been slamming Joseph's lineage... You know, like, oh, it was a cursed bloodline. Joseph had some incredible gifts. And, um, well, last night you said, you know, it's not. God had a plan when he did what he did with, with Mary's lineage. And I and I believe the same to all, all fathers and mothers of, of the, the children that you have is, um, it's not by accident. It's not by randomness. It's because God looked at the child and looked at the father and the mother and said, those two need to be together. These ones go together. This is the father that can speak into this son's life. This is the mother that can speak into this daughter's life. And that's beautiful that he let Joseph do that for God the son. We will continue on tomorrow in chapter two. Hopefully without spending the first five minutes correcting errors. I love you kids. I love you too. You guys are good kids.